0: And even... Checkout's
3: not until 4, so...
0: Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
3: Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com, we'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast-free shipping, free roadhouse protection. Over 10000 recommended installers. TyRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Um, I don't always give credit because sometimes when people say they want credit, it's like, look, you just said something that everybody's been saying. But I want to give credit to Dan Byer. Uh, I think it was October. It may have been earlier. So Dan, if I have my dates wrong, September, yes. okay. September start of the season, September where we had that weird Tom Brady off season, you know, I, I would also credit me when Tom Brady took the time off. I was like the first one to go like, dude, I don't care if it was pre-planned. Something's up, right? That ain't normal. Well, he's been doing it forever. He can miss 11 days of training camp. Nobody does that. Um, But. Byers said, you know what makes a whole heck of a lot of sense? Tom Brady finishing his career with the San Francisco 49ers. What? what? Take me through where you put those things together. So, in September. Yes, September. This was
4: after Trey Lance was hurt in week two against the Seahawks. And Jimmy Garoppolo came in, and it was off the offseason where Brady was, you know, here there and everywhere to your point and when he ended up coming back we knew that he was not going to be there was no franchise tag Buccaneers couldn't keep him around he was going to be a free agent and so when Trey Lance went down with the significant injury to me it just it opened the door for if you're the 49ers and you still don't have any idea on if Trey Lance is your guy and now has to rehab a serious injury, this was before Jimmy G had, you know, a nice little run with them, and obviously before we even knew who Brock Purdy, the NFL quarterback, was. I just felt at that, that time that Tom Brady sliding in with Trey Lance's injury and him going to San Francisco with no strings attached to Tampa just seemed like uh, too good of a fit.
3: Now we didn't laugh at you. I just—it's not like we laughed at you, but it was like, man, that was a little early to call it. You know, felt like somebody calling an election when one state came in. But it it, it's come to the point to where there's a lot of people, a lot of people who are somehow now acting like they're the first ones who thought of it. And it does make a lot of sense. I think the part that that you nailed that a lot of people don't get, it's not just you get Tom Brady team that can win. He can win. It's that you don't have to give up anything to get him and when you get him it's not like you got to pay him a ton he's never been a bottom line bottom dollar guy he's made a ton of money he's got a bunch of money waiting for him my only question and it's a sincere question is man the San Francisco quarterbacks they get hit a lot and they also move a lot and when you say move a lot people think I'm not talking like Lamar Jackson scramble just with you know in terms of the play action fakes and the zone run scheme like there's a lot of movement there and one, the older you get, the less you want to move. And two, it's not like he's ever been a mover. He's always been a get to his spot. You know, stare, st- knows where the ball is going to go, get rid of it quickly. And I just don't know if that offense is designed as such. Everything you're saying is accurate. I think the other player in it is the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Raiders obviously don't have the defense. They don't have the line. But they do have as good a skill position players You know, in the slot, wide receiver, we'll see at tight end with Waller if he fits into what Josh wants to do. But it feels like personnel-wise in terms of skill position and the working relationship with Josh McDaniels, and then it's also Vegas, those are the only two that make a lot of sense to me. The other one would, I guess, be Miami because, you know, his family, I think, is going to live there. But I, I, you know, I think this is a one-year sacrifice thing. And oh yeah, by the way, like once he's calling games, you know he's in and out of home anyway. So I don't know. The reading, Jay Jay do you think, Jace? Oh. Jace, what do you think?
5: Can I uh, read what an executive told Mike Sando? Mm-hmm. I think they will trade Trey Lance to Tennessee. Then they will end up with Brady. Brady will play one year for his home team, and they will have Brock Purdy as a backup. Uh, this is the chatter that I've been hearing. So an executive, an executive told Mike Sando that, and I think. And the reason why I wanted to make sure we gave Dan his credit here. And I think there is a reason to take a victory lap, even though Brady hasn't even decided if he's playing yet or where he's playing. I think there is a victory here for Dan because now people are talking about it. We have an anonymous executive going on record to saying that's the chatter. Um, so even if he decides to retire, we need to put this on, uh, on Dan's bedpost. And, and here's another reason, too. You know, there are a lot of people on Twitter that are like, man, I said this back in September. Nobody listened. Right. Yeah, well, you have like a Saturday show and you have 1,800 followers on Twitter. <laughs> nobody knew that you said it or cared that you said it. Um, so I, I Dan's not the guy that says, I said that I should have gotten more credit. So we needed to be the people, Doug, you and I, to say, Dan, take a victory lap here. At, at the very least, this validates your instincts. I do this every day. I love when thing when I called something before it happened because it validates your editorial instincts or your reporting instincts.
3: And Dan deserves credit for all that. I, I, I would I would second that. I would second all that. And and Dan, the thing I like best about it is, like, a lot of guys, what they do is, they, they act like it's their own idea, but really they got it from somebody in the league. You know? Um, or you'll have people in our position that they just make stuff up, which has no possibility of actually happening. I heard people say like, you just, you know, you just trade Russell Wilson. Like you can't trade Russell Wilson. It's an untradable contract. Sure. You can't cut him. You can't trade him. You're stuck with him, you know? <laughs> and so you have people who say <laughs> things that have zero chance of actually happening, but they're like, they're like sugar, right? Where they make you feel really, really good for a short period of time. Like, Oh yeah, I did. Trade Russell Wilson. Like, that can't happen, dude. Or they have stuff where somebody kind of tipped him off. This was just you, process of deduction, like, hey, this makes sense. And now all of a sudden everybody's like, you know what makes sense? What if Tom Brady goes to San Francisco, like, you know, Byers has been saying that for like, I don't know, five months now? Well, I agree because that's
4: exactly what it was. It was the Niners needed to get a read on Trey Lance. It would have been different if Trey Lance would have pulled his hamstring in week two. This is a, it was a significant injury that was going to cost him the season. And then it, the other deduction was that Jimmy Garoppolo would would come in and not lead them to a Super Bowl win. The Brock Purdy factor is one that I didn't take into account in Week 2, but it was based on, with Garoppolo at quarterback, were the nine, was he going to go on a run and lead them to a Super Bowl? Because that would have been the only stipulation that would have brought Garoppolo back next year is them going and winning it all. And I just didn't think that that was possible. So then when you're looking at the scenario, Trey Lance still coming off of a serious injury, where they're not even really sold on him. And then if you have the decision of still a you know, a somewhat raw Trey Lance or the veteran Tom Brady who wants to come home for one final one final shot and Doug the 49ers have so many key pieces that they're ready to win now. Like, they almost can't afford for this team. There's two
3: parts to it. They're ready to win now, and they're going to have to pay a bunch. They're going to have to continue to pay these star guys. Nick Bosa's deal. Going to have to pay those guys. So, whoever you bring in can't be a $50 million man. Yes. Yep. Just can't. Uh, Yes, John Ramos. Doug, you have two soothsayers on the show. Right, because Dan did that, which nobody was talking about. And, of course, I called
5: the commander's name two years. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's true. Two Hi. years Very before they announced the, the name Hi, of the true. team. It's
3: true. Huh.
5: It's true. Sorry. I wish we, we could left, find it on your Twitter <laughs> timeline, John. We left John out in all of this. <laughs> <laughs> this is. It's, by the way, it's pinned, Jason, just FYI. Oh, okay, good.
4: You're welcome. There was, there, was a, there was a time in one of our weekly meetings where someone brought their child onto our call, video call and John got so mad that he brought Jonah onto the call just to one up that other person so everyone would fall over his child as opposed to the other person on the call John is that real or fake
5: I don't I, I don't know if that I would say fake oh, but Okay
4: it, sure yep, there
3: it is There, there it is Oh uh, so great Jonah was on the call Well he
5: wasn't but you know, I figured if someone else is going to bring their kid on, I might as well throw Jonah in on the mix. Yeah, we know how I feel about this. Um, you know, the Nick Sirianni thing this week that's getting a lot of run, his daughter, very cute, by the way. The daughter's, it, it's a very cute thing. But my general feeling about people who take kids to the p- podium, it's just not professional. <laughs>
3: it's not professional. Sorry. I love the fact that she's like using her hands and like, <laughs> yeah. that's what you look like, dude. Right? That's I almost what wish. Nick you'd... looks like. The yes. Coach. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Like, where do you think they get it from? You know, <laughs> where do you think, where do you think they get it from? It's amazing. They say, "Why are you scratching yourself so much?" Like, Dad, mm, I got it from you. Like, that's you know, they they copy what they see, they mimic what they hear. You know, of course, they they mimic your, your the the mom, not the dad, right? Yeah. You know, any of the bad habits is her, is her, not you. That's general. how about bringing your kids when you lose.
4: Is that a shield? Oh, a it is. Conference? Absolutely.
5: It's so disingenuous. Like, Tel, yeah.
4: Tell me about that turnover. It was six seconds left. My kid's here. Like, yeah. What do you, yeah, exactly. What are you doing? My kid's here. Yeah, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? My, my child. I'm here with my, my daughter. You're asking me about <laughs> What did you guys think of the... That ba-? Did you guys see what happened with Bayheim last night? I know
3: no. I got mad at a reporter a couple days ago. That's he- odd. It's not like him. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to- to- totally, totally unlike him. Um, so... <laughs> Uh Beheim they, they lose a close one to Virginia. And there was a kid who didn't even, wasn't even on the bench, didn't dress, didn't play, obviously. And the first question, when he said questions, the first question is a a student reporter who asked about the kid who wasn't there. And before anything else happened, you know, he kind of lectured you He kind of le- like, you know, what are you, what are you doing? What kind of question is that? And your tone is so, you know, it is, but he does make a good point. It's like, why are you asking? Why well, is your first question about a one two possession game about a kid who didn't play? Uh, but Beheim obviously lacks the any sort of desire to have any sort of political correctness with the with the way in which he handles a question which he thought was, you know, you know didn't fit. It was Benny Williams and Benny wasn't there. Now Benny is, I think their like fifth or sixth leading scorer and he wasn't even in the building last night. And I, I thought it was – p- part of it is I think Beheim believed that the student reporter knew the answer to the question, but also the timing of it. I don't know. I thought it was amazing. Should you Maybe- give student reporters a little bit more leeway or they're in there? Yes. And they-, well, okay.
4: they also shouldn't be asking the first question. Okay. That should go to Jim Hill. Yes, yes, you
0: got Give that. Right. First question. Yes. You what got are you that doing that in right.
3: Syracuse, Jalen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was Jalen Hurts doing in Syracuse last time? <laughs> was he in the game? It's like Don down? McNabb used to play basketball a little bit ah, at Syracuse. Yeah. yeah, Jalen Hurts was like sitting right next to the bench. Like, Why is Jalen Hurts here? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't I don't know fascinating. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup
1: in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for non-stop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
3: Traveling to watch college hoops during this year's tournament, you have to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all their cool, specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores. They're in the hometown of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate has over 30 hotels, coast-to-coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for big games and the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book... Get up to 30% off of your stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location up to 30% off. Go book your stays at graduatehotels.com.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought.
0: United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN.
3: Doug Outleaf Show, Fox Sports Radio.
0: All right, uh, as
3: soon as we went to break, we had breaking news We're going to take you to the spot of breaking news in a second. First, here's the news and Dan Beyer.
2: Breaking news from Fox Sports.
3: ESPN, the first to report that the
4: Denver Broncos and New Orleans Saints are in negotiations over draft pick compensation that would allow the Denver Broncos to hire Sean Payton as their next head coach. NFL Network also reporting the news. Doug, back to you.
3: All right, let's let's go to uh, my guy, Brandon Cristal, who joins us. He's a Broncos insider on KOA uh, in Denver. Brandon, uh, when did you when did you hear the news?
1: Uh, in the last couple of minutes. Uh, my phone started blowing up. I think like a lot of us who cover the team. You know, I spoke to somebody pretty high up in the organization yesterday, and then I, I put out, I don't say a meaningless tweet, but everyone's throwing out names like Jonathan Gannon and Mike Kafka and Brian Callahan, and I was told, look, they're not putting in slips for anybody else. They are focused on their group of initial candidates. And when we had heard that several of them had been told, thanks, but no thanks. You knew about the trip to see Jim Harbaugh again last week by Greg Penner. You knew they liked Demico Ryan's, but Houston made a lot of sense there for personal and obviously professional reasons. And so Sean Payton was the biggest fish left, unless you're going to pry Dan Quinn away from the Cowboys. So I think it was about hammering out compensation with the saints. And it's my understanding that Mickey Loomis may actually be in town. The Pelicans play the nuggets tonight. And so he just hopped, a, I guess he just hopped along on the team plane, perhaps, or just coincidence. He wanted to see the Bensons' other, other team, the, the Pelicans, tonight, and sit face-to-face with George Payton, who's not at the Senior Bowl. as They probably hammer out the exact specifics of the trade, as well as put the finishing touches on Sean Payton's compensation package on that side of the house. So it's obviously going to be a very busy day. I'm hosting our night show, Broncos Country Night, and on my way into the studio. But uh, the next three hours is going to be a little busier than I was planning. Leading up to it.
3: Okay, so help me out with this. Um, I'm sure the Broncos are going to say, we got our guy. This is the plan all along. But it feels like they wanted Peyton previously. We're told no. They wanted D'Amico Ryans. He chose, it feels like he just completed his second interview with Houston. Feels like he's going to Houston, not, not Denver. Um, you have, I think, two other coaches who have turned down what we feel like it was, was the job initially, Dan Quinn being another one, of course, who chose to stay in Dallas. What really happened with the four candidates and what led them to Sean Payton?
1: Well, I, I think part of it is that, look, Sean's the only guy of the eight who has a Super Bowl ring of his own as the head coach. I know it's obviously been a few years now, but we know the regard that he is held around the league, around coaching circles, especially in terms of uh, being an offensive you know, mastermind, if you will, or Putting him in that group of offensive geniuses, that uh, handful of coaches that you'd love to see run your offense, and so I, I think they went into it kind of with open with open eyes. But you you had a initial committee that involved Greg Penner, who is the day to day CEO, his wife Carrie Walton Penner, her dad who wrote the bigger check, Rob Walton, who didn't even know the commissioner's name at the introductory press conference, as well as Condoleezza Rice and GM George Payton. So you had five people with really diverse backgrounds who look at things differently. And I think some of them came away from the Sean Payton interview feeling one way. Some came away maybe confirming what they thought. Maybe some were surprised. But I think they had other candidates. They all kind of had their own dog in the in the fight to some to some extent. Rob Walton probably being the one that had the the least invested because Carrie Walton was around Jim Harbaugh and David Shaw at at Stanford as well, like her husband was, and Condoleezza Rice, obviously. So uh, I, I think when it when all the dust kind of settled, they probably went with maybe the obvious choice in that Sean Payton is a Super Bowl-winning coach who knows how to drop really good offense, who, if anyone can fix Russell Wilson, it's perhaps Sean Payton. He got Jameis Winston. We'll put it, quote, back on track. Uh, And so maybe he's the guy, and he's certainly the biggest fish, if you will, or they said they wanted to, to take a big swing. D'Amico Ryans, I don't think would have been a big swing. He may become the next Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay or Mike Tomlin, but he's not that yet. Sean Payton's going to walk in with a Super Bowl ring and and remind yeah. everybody that he's the, the only candidate in the in the group that already has a Lombardi trophy in his own personal yeah. trophy case.
3: All right, Brandon, great stuff as always. A drive safely into work, and uh, we appreciate you joining us on short, short notice here on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
1: Thanks. I'll see you next week. Maybe me, Sean Payton, and I'll uh, bum around Radio Road
3: again. Awesome. Awesome. We'll do that. Let's let's go to Dan Beyer for an update. He also has all the details on what I believe is the compensation package. Yes. Here's
4: the deal that would allow Sean Payton to coach the Broncos. Denver would get Sean Payton and a 2024 third-round pick from New Orleans. The Saints would get Denver's first-round pick in 2023, which is not their own. They got it from Miami. In a trade for Bradley Chubb, so it's a later round pick, and a 2024 second round pick uh, would also go to New Orleans from the Broncos for Peyton. That's according to so, so Adam they got Schetta. this year's second. Yeah, uh, they've got next year's second. So the okay, so that the Saints will get a first round pick uh, from Denver this year, which will be later. And the Saints uh, traded last year traded their first round pick to Philadelphia. So there's. Yeah, you know, lot, a lot of movement, but that's the compensation—a first and a second for Peyton, and a third essentially, um, spanning over you know this draft and the next draft. There's also breaking news in Houston, Doug D'Amico, Ryan's. Getting the Houston Texans job not a surprise as the former Niners defensive coordinator will get a six-year deal in Houston to coach the team that drafted him in 2006 as a second-round pick. He played six years in Houston, now becomes their head coach. The Niners, they'll be looking for a new defensive coordinator, and they've asked the Panthers' permission to speak with Steve Wilkes, who's still under contract in Arizona after serving as their interim head coach. And a couple of Pro Bowl notes. The AFC quarterbacks all off the board. Three replacements: Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, who was benched for the final two games, and Ravens quarterback Tyler Huntley, who threw two touchdown passes in this
3: season in place of the injured Lamar Jackson. Okay, wait, wait, I, I, help me out here. I'm, I'm sorry, to interrupt. How is it possible that Tyler Huntley is a Pro Bowl quarterback? I I don't know. I, I I'm not sure. Uh, like honest to god, like I again, I have no bone to pick with Snoop Huntley, none. But I mean, what what are we actually doing? I mean, if you're gonna just pick a guy because, like, why would you pick Lamar? Yeah. You know, like Lamar was close to coming back, and he's not actually gonna, not actually gonna play football, right? It's like a flag football game, whatever. Yes, correct. And maybe he doesn't, maybe he didn't want to play, but like, does that mean literally everybody else said no? Can, can I give you an even crazier
4: thing? Josh Allen withdrew because of injury. Okay. Josh Allen's going to be teeing it up at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am this week at Pebble Beach.
1: <laughs>
4: I,
3: I'd rather play golf. I'd yes. rather play golf.
4: So, uh, and, and by the way, just an, a, an update on the compensation okay. uh, for the first round pick. It was the Niners' first round pick for the, from the Dolphins. So it's actually going to be 30th overall. That is what the uh, they got a first round pick for a guy who didn't want to work for him anymore. Man, it's kind of a good deal. Yes, number thirty. But the Dolphins lost their own first round pick in the Stephen Ross Tom Brady, you know, tampering stuff.
3: I I, it's just uh, I appreciate Dan. Great stuff, great stuff. And Dan will have uh, there if anybody else gets hired or fired. I'm sure Dan will have it for us. Mike Jones joins us, national football writer at the Athletic. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Mike. uh, Sir Sean Connery once was in a, a, a dragon movie, Dragonheart, right? And right. I, heard comedian, I heard a comedian once say, like, this is Sir Sean Connery. Uh, a dragon? I don't play a dragon. I don't—how much, right? Is that what happened here where the Broncos went after Sean Payton? He looked at it like, eh, I don't love it. And then they come back in. They said, you know, name the price, and that's how it got—is that how it got done?
6: You know, it's all everything's still coming together, but it certainly looks that way. You know, they had spent time with them. There was actually a report last week that uh, that, um, the visit didn't go well. And remember, Sean Payton went out on Twitter saying these reports are false. We've had good talks. We're still talking. Um, And here now we are a week later. They get the guy that uh, was regarded by many people around the league as the best head coaching candidate available out there um, and a guy that people believe that if anybody can help Russell Wilson get back to top form, it's Sean Payton. Now they had to give up a lot for him, but if you feel like you had a Super Bowl quality roster and you just needed a quarterback and then that quarterback disappointed last year because of uh, the head coach is not here anymore, this looks like a good remedy to try to um, really get this team back um, in the ranks of the contenders.
3: Hmm. Um okay let, let's get to a couple of the other things. Um we're sitting here trying to figure out Aaron Rodgers, right? Which is a, a hard path. Uh yeah. Rogers goes on McAfee today and says like hey, it looks like they've already been having conversations about me. Schefter of course reported what you know if they decide to make a trade, what it would look like. What do we think happens in Green Bay?
6: That That's a really good question um, that I don't know if anybody knows the answer to right now. I believe that you know I would be probably more surprised if he's back in Green Bay um, rather than traded somewhere else. But uh, you know, he's got to like the situation that they're trading him to. Um, so does he look at the Jets and feel like, I know the Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett hoping that that will help lure him. Does he look at them and feel like that roster is better? Does he look at the Raiders and feel like that, you know, is a better situation? Or, you know, if Aaron Rodgers decides he wants to be there and they will have him, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at that scenario. I just, all I know is that Aaron Rodgers likes drama and he likes drawing things out and he likes creating mystique and intrigue. And he's at it again.
3: He is he is at it again. Dan Beyer, um, who has his own show with us on Sundays and, of course, is sitting by at our update desks and he joined, he's part of the show, he... He said in September, in September, he kind of put together the scenario of, you know, it makes sense, Tom Brady to the Niners. Now, fast forward, and Mike Sandoz saying, hey, NFL executive told me that Tom Brady to the Niners makes the most sense. Do you think that's ultimately what takes place?
6: Um, I I do think it makes sense. And also, if you're Tom Brady, you're not going to do just any team. Um, I didn't think the Jets are, you know, uh, a team that uh, would be a fit. People talked about that, Uh, the Raiders because of Josh McDaniel. But if you're the Niners, that's the team with the roster that is closest to being Super Bowl contender. And now with Brock Purdy, look like he's got to have Tommy John surgery. A whole lot of questions about Trey Lance internally. Um, It seems like that would be a move. Brady has always you know he grew up a Niners fan there's been like this uh, mystique and we knew a couple years ago he had said like you know um you know it seemed like there was interest there um but it didn't come together so i wouldn't be surprised if that happens it does seem like it would be a great situation um For both teams, because for both parties, because the Niners need a veteran quarterback that can can lead them to a Super Bowl, and Brady needs a team that is ready to win to help him, you know, get one more shot at a Lombardi trophy.
3: Best guess what happens? Lamar Jackson appears exclusive franchise tag. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're going to say, hey, we still want to work towards a deal. Lamar's let it be known without saying it that he wants the Deshaun Watson deal, which they're not blinking at. Exclusive tag means that nobody can offer him a contract, but a trade could be a possibility. What do you think happens in in Baltimore?
6: I think that he's back there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just on the tag. You know, they'll have more contract talks, doesn't get what he wants. Um, He plays out there one more year, and then we wind up seeing him either tagged and traded. um, You know, so that way they get compensation and goes somewhere else uh, 2024. Hmm.
3: Uh, Mike Jones joins us, national football writer with The Athletics. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I, I, I said this mid-year, and now it feels even more obvious. Like Oftentimes, it's not until a guy's in his late 30s or later stages in his career that we start throwing around hyperbole about greats of all time. But you look at what Pat Mahomes is doing, where every year he's been a starter, he's been at at least in the conference championship game. Now with no name-wide receivers to speak of, he's there again. Pat Mahomes wins the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Where are we with him in such an early stage in his career in terms of levels of greatness?
6: Well, I mean, he's already the most talented quarterback that I think a lot of us have ever seen. Um, The things that he's able to do, um, just the way that he makes it look so easy – um, you know, just a wizard out there uh, to be in the Super Bowl, um, you know, to, to, to have a chance to win a second Super Bowl in what four years. Uh, and I think that you have to put him up there just knowing that already, you know, there's only been 12 guys who have won multiple Super Bowls. Um, for him to, to, I think he was the youngest to win one, and then to have another one here if he's able to do so, he already puts himself in the conversations of the greats because you feel like, hey, if he did... This, you know, a couple within, you know, his first five, six years in the league, then, you know, the future is bright for him to continue to do so. And this is something that um, outside of Brady uh, that we would not have really seen.
3: You know, I'm, I'm looking at the Eagles and they just have a loaded roster. Now, it's fair to say they haven't they played far and away the easiest schedule of anybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right. the tough team, even San Francisco, even going against four string quarterbacks who then only last half the game. But I mean, it's kind of remarkable how thing this, how quickly this thing has been turned back into being a juggernaut. What's the lesson in the Philadelphia build that the rest of the league is going to take from it?
6: Um, I think that you really need to make sure that you arm your quarterback um, with a really impactful defense uh, to help with takeaways, field position. Uh, keeping points off the board, and then you have to surround that quarterback with a talented offensive line and weapons. You cannot just throw him out there and expect that he's going to work magic and you know mask all the deficiencies. You look at this team, and they continue to invest in their offensive line, even though they retooled at quarterback um, you know they continue to retool um, their defense. They changed head coaches, uh, but they've had some still the, some core guys that are still there on both of those offensive line and defensive line. Um, and they you know made sure they had a strong run game. They've got their quarterback that's in place there. Uh, so that's the way you build it with your defensive line, your offensive line. You get your quarterback. And you get some skill position players, and everything really seems like it's come together. Pretty amazing uh, what the Eagles have been able to do there because, look, they were there in the Super Bowl. We saw everything, you know, really start to fall apart. They weren't afraid to admit, hey, we're wrong about Carson Wentz. We gave him that contract. It wasn't, you know, he's not what we thought. It hasn't panned out the right way. Boom, he's gone. Uh, you know what, it's not going to work with Doug Peterson. He's gone. But let's continue to build a roster the way that we know how to build a roster. And here they are back in the Super Bowl again.
3: Mike, awesome stuff. Really appreciate you joining us. We'll see you in Phoenix. Thanks for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio.
1: All right. Thanks for having me. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Traveling to watch college hoops during this year's tournament, you have to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all their cool, specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores. They're in the hometown of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate has over 30 hotels, coast-to-coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for big games and the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book... Get up to 30% off of your stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location
0: up to 30% off. Go book your stays at graduatehotels.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
2: As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds...
0: It was shocking.
2: I have to know...
1: the way to Pullock, right corner, Dinwiddie on the right of the lane, trying to draw the foul and it banks on the rim twice, bounces away, out to Dinwiddie, now to Luca, at the foul line, shoots the corner out over Bay, and that is good hit the rim twice and bounce through Dodge, it's the rebound at the horn and the Mavericks get it done, the Mavericks come up with their Seventh win this year when trailing after three quarters. But late in the third and into the fourth, a 17-3 to run. Got them control of the game, and they never gave it up after that.
3: Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm-mm. Coming to you from the O'Reilly. i oh, sorry. Coming to you from... Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. That was our Progressive Play of the Day. Progressive is making things even easier. They help you bundle your home car insurance together. You can save on both. Or more Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Luka Doncic, Dagger Jumper, Mazwin, 111-105. That's uh, from uh, KEGL, the Mavericks Radio Network. Let's get to The Press.
1: The Press. <laughs>
4: Buyer, oh man! (laughs) (laughs) We love you. Doug, it's out there. No, what? You see John Ramos' tweet as of a minute ago? No. John uh, at jsramos06. Let him have it, John. Sean Payton, let's ride. There it is. Uh, Please retweet that if you will at jsramos06. Let's see if we can get it to 4,000 retweets today. <laughs> what do you think, Doug? All right. I'm in. I, I am, I'm in. This, there is something else that is going on. Now, we know that Adam Schefter is tied to Denver. Like, if someone's going to break a Broncos story, it's going to be Adam Schefter. I think Ian Rappaport is ticked off. Because Ian Rappaport has just retweeted from the uh, tweeted from the NFL Network five minutes ago, had this to say. And I'll give you the draft pick compensation of Sean Payton being the next head coach of the Broncos in a second. But this is what Ian Rappaport tweeted. The Broncos spent today trying to hire D'Amico Ryans again before he committed, recommitted to the Houston Texans. When he agreed to terms with the Texans, the Broncos moved and finalized Sean Payton. Now, I know that he was mad because he put today twice in the tweet. So that tells you like he's buttered up. And then Dougie followed up with this. Rappaport gave the timeline of what the Broncos did this past week. Zeroed in on D'Amico Ryans, secretly tried to lure Jim Harbaugh from Michigan, negotiated a Sean Payton deal, tried to hire Ryans again, finalized the hire of Payton as their new head coach. Yep. He is on tilt. I'm as mad as hell!
3: um i i think he's just painting an honest picture though yes right that that's that's honest. Awesome. and and look the the, de- the details and how things actually happen you know and why things go down uh but you know what's gonna happen to the press conference they're gonna say like no we it was great all along it was awesome it was great all along it's it who we wanted first choice or whatever and it may have been their first choice but there was definitely a lot of no's
4: before there was a yes Here's the draft pick compensation. And I love this stuff Doug, but it gets confusing and I know this was a point that you always made of like listen, it's not just a matter of bringing in Sean Payton, it's you have to have enough for the Saints to want uh you know him to be released from his contract. Right. And so this is how it plays out. Denver gets Sean Payton in a 2024 third-round pick from New Orleans. The Saints will get a 2023 first-round pick which was originally San Francisco's but dealt to the Dolphins when they did the Trey Lance deal then the Dolphins traded that to Denver for Bradley Chubb so so that's that's where it, that's where we are right now so that's now the Broncos are sending that pick to New Orleans and it's mm. listed as number 30 but it's actually going to be the twenty ninth player selected because the Dolphins forfeited their first round pick in tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton uh, when Stephen Ross was dealt those penalties. Mm. Mm. Yes,
3: so that's uh, this. Uh, the whole this is like a book all in this one deal, right? It's huh. Amazing,
0: huh? I love it. Okay.
4: Let's see what what else do I have. Oh, and the twenty twenty four second round pick will go from Denver to New Orleans. And the reason that it has to be a 2024 second-round pick is because Denver doesn't have their 2023 second-round pick because that is going to Seattle as part of the Russell Wilson trade. And Denver's only first-round pick was the one that we just talked about that went from Miami uh, you know, through San Francisco and whatnot because of the Bradley Chubb deal because they dealt theirs first one to Seattle.
0: Okay.
5: Okay. Are and you that- done with the weeds of this? Yes. <laughs> I'm done. Allow me to okay. add, add some commentary here. Um, this is the guy that I wanted for my Chargers. This was this was the choice. We should have fired Brandon Staley and hired Sean Payton. Nope. So now Sean Payton needs to remind us twice a year of the mistake that we made. So the first time Sean Payton one-ups us next year, you better believe I'm going to be on the show the next day telling you I told you so.
3: Okay, what happens if it doesn't happen? What happens the opposite way?
5: Then I'm going to forget that I said this. (laughs) (laughs)
3: uh, Here's my my, my thoughts on Payton are this. Like, Payton is a big personality, and... I think. I mean, I I personally believe that Tom Telesco has done a great job building that team, and part of it is like, the Chargers were pretty good this year. They obviously changed offensive coordinators. They're not that far away, and if you bring in Peyton, though, maybe the upside potentially is better. You're almost starting all over, and you may you may you cost yourself either GM or being on the on the right kind of trajectory because those two aren't necessarily seeing eye eye. I could be wrong on that. Um, but there, there's something to the way all this stuff has gone down that makes you think, like, I, I'm not saying the Chargers dodged a bullet. I think Sean Payton's great. But there's something to either his personality style that may not have been a good fit there. And it's why it wasn't probably a good fit in Denver until they acted out of desperation and threw even more money at him. How about
4: the GM head coaching combo of being Peyton and Peyton, spelled differently,
3: but pronounced the same? <laughs> and of course, the last quarterback to win a Super Bowl there was also a Peyton, only oh, spelled also differently spelled as well. differently. Wow, and not at all related.
4: It's very good. I'm really sorry I did Yay. get caught in the weeds. I I, I I love the draft pick stuff. Well, I it is Colorado,
3: which yeah. a lot of people get caught yeah. in the weeds. <laughs> right hey. Out. Hey. Hey. Man. hey, man. We just
4: got a new coach, man. <laughs> All right. It is the uh, area code for Colorado 420? Is that <laughs> what it is? <laughs> right. It's the whole state. Right. Man. It ah. is called the Mile High City. Yes. Talk
3: it up, man. D'Amico Ryans
4: gets a six year deal to be the Texans head coach. So that six was official. Years.
3: Six years.
4: It's, well, I, I like D'Amico Ryans. I think he's awesome. Yes. And almost guarantees Pam. that he won't be <laughs> wanted and done. Yes. Like the uh, there's there's no way he's going to, but no no no. Cully, Lovey Smith correct. experiments didn't yeah. didn't work out. Uh that's the press.
3: Hey, get out there,
4: oh, press, I, I, the press. Titans ditching their grass field for synthetic turf because they feel that there's less injuries. How about that? Wait, what? Yeah. I thought it was the opposite way. They can't grow grass in Nashville, they said. That stadium, it's impossible, so they're going to the are uh,
3: calling Denver again about <laughs> growing grass. But <laughs> they going to build a new stadium. Why not build one of those stadiums where they grow the grass? You know, there's that one in England that they grow the grass underneath the, underneath the stadium. Well, lots of grass growers out there. Check out the In the Bonus podcast. It's live now on the iHeartRadio app.